For many of us born in the 1970s and 1980s, the film Return of the Jedi was the exciting finale of a life-changing series known throughout the world as Star Wars. It was the culmination of George Lucas's vision for a middle trilogy, chapters 4 through 6 of the Skywalker saga, and it brought us to places we'd never seen before, and ones that were as familiar to us as the playsets we owned. For the first time, we visited the forest moon of Endor, as we watched our heroes battle the Empire Stormtroopers with help from our furry new friends, the Ewoks. We finally saw the Emperor in all of his evil glory, ruling over the galaxy from a throne room in the second iteration of the Death Star. We witnessed Luke Skywalker become a Jedi Knight, as he said goodbye to Yoda, bravely stood up to the Emperor, and ultimately redeemed Darth Vader through the love and hope he showed his father. And at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, we followed Luke and his band of rebel friends as they returned to his home planet of Tatooine to rescue Han Solo, who had been frozen in carbonite at the end of The Empire Strikes Back, and was transported to the desert palace of Jabba the Hutt, where he was mounted on the vile gangster's wall. And Jabba's palace was an incredibly interesting place, especially for a child in the 1980s. In addition to the massive, monstrous rancor, the eerie majordomo Bib Fortuna, the animated, cackling, salacious crumb, and the hulking, looming presence of Jabba himself, the palace was home to some of the most fascinating creatures we'd ever seen on screen. The regal squidhead, the three-eyed Reyes, the trio of skiff guards known as Nikto, Barada, and Klaatu. These were denizens of Jabba's palace, and while each appeared on screen only for a short time, we got to know them through their toy counterparts released by Kenner. And within those scenes were two special aliens, Jayquil and Yakface. Jayquil, also known as Toothface, was a beastly creature whose body was covered with thick brown matted fur. He stood taller than most of the other residents. His face was mostly hairless, his eyes were teardrop-shaped, and in the absence of a nose sat two nostrils. High cheekbones gave his face an angular shape, and the lower half resembled that of an ape. One of Jayquil's most prominent features was his lower lip, in which a thick lower fang protruded from each side of his mouth. Yakface was another tall creature, with a head shaped like a camel. He had a long, bulbous nose with white wisps of facial hair under and around it. He was adorned in a mustard-colored cloak, under which he wore a blue-sleeved garment and matching pants. And for fans of the Kenner toys, Yakface was the last figure released before the original trilogy line officially ended in 1985. But the story of Yakface and Jaquil is a fascinating one. It goes beyond the creatures, beyond the Return of the Jedi, beyond the film sets and the franchise. It is a story of the men behind the masks, their decades-long friendship, their careers as mimes, actors, musicians, and now members of a rare circle of fortunate people who celebrate their time in the Star Wars universe, and who joyfully recount their experiences with fans and collectors. This is an in-depth conversation with Tim Dry and Sean Crawford that took place in a magical way at this year's Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, known as ICCC. This was one of the highlights of the Nashville trip, and one of those moments I'll never forget. This is a conversation with close friends, and with new friends from Tatooine and beyond. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Master Jabba the Hutt. 
Jabberwonka. Uh, a gift. Gift? What gift? They jobber no bother. On Saturday, September 14th, I found myself face-to-face with Yakface and Jaquil. Well, more accurately, the actors who played them in The Return of the Jedi. Tim Dry had portrayed Jaquil, then only known as Toothface during the production of the film, and Sean Crawford was Yakface a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was the weekend of ICCC, and the two gentlemen were guests of Michael Haven's sci-fi convention in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. My friend and prototype mentor Anthony Pagano knew Sean, and had brought a vital piece of Yakface-related history to show him, so he got in line to speak to him and to get his autograph. I came along, curious to hear their conversation, and to see Sean's reaction to Anthony's pre-production piece. Admittedly, I didn't know much about Sean or Tim. I knew that they had been in Return of the Jedi, which was incredibly exciting by itself. And I knew that Sean was very active in the Star Wars community. He posted in the Facebook collecting groups, and he even made his own Yakface collector's patch specifically for the ICCC. But the story of Sean and Tim is just as exciting as the story of Yakface and Jaquil. They began their careers as mimes in London around the time the very first Star Wars film was released. In the early 1980s, they formed a rock, mime, burlesque music troupe called Shock with four other artists and became part of the new romantic underground club scene. In 1982, they left Shock to form a music duo called Tick and Talk. Tick and Talk mixed music with a form of mime known as robotics, and Sean and Tim found success in their unique and fresh take in the UK. They played with acts like Duran Duran, Gary Newman, and Depeche Mode, and they brought their style of music to other countries in Europe and Asia. And for Return of the Jedi, George Lucas needed actors who could perform wearing bulky and movement-limiting costumes for scenes at Jabba's palace. And that's where the talent of two proficient and adept mimes were put to use in life-changing ways. Sean became Yakface, Tim became Toothface, and they became part of the Star Wars universe forever. While I waited in line with Anthony, we were joined by Jason T.K. Sparrow-Kane, a member of the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors, as well as the 501st Legion, a group of Star Wars costume enthusiasts known for its charity work and events. Jason had a life-size replica of Darth Vader's helmet with him, and it was adorned with signatures from those who had appeared in and worked on the Star Wars films. Hoping to add some more names to it, he had joined us in Sean's line to get it signed. Tim's table was next to Sean's, and after he had finished signing a photo for an attendee, he came over to us and began to speak with us. He noticed my press badge, which hung around my neck, and inquired about the recorder in my hand. I told him about the Star Wars Prototypes and Production podcast, and I asked him if I could speak with him about his time on the set of Return of the Jedi. He kindly obliged. And a few minutes later, Sean finished signing for an attendee and joined all of us for a fascinating, funny conversation. Well, here, come join our small circle and let's get to know Tim and Sean a little better. So who have you got on your helmet so far? Uh, Ian is my absolute favorite signature. Uh, Julian, Femi. Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Yep. I just started this, uh, well, I guess in Chicago. Yeah. You're going to get everyone here today? Oh, no. Why not? It's, uh, well, it's I'm, not roll, I'm not rolling like that. <laughs> Um, well, you've got four Mon Cows in the same room, so that might be worth Which is really incredible when you think about that. I mean, how many how many times can you say there are four Mon Cows here? Well, actually, in Los Angeles at Celebration 4, we had five of us. Really? Yes, Abril Akbar mm-hmm. and then two of us on either side, as you'll see in one of my photographs. Yeah. Yeah. And 
how do you pronounce the name of the character that is on I your pronounce screen? it Jay Quill. Jay Quill? Okay. Yes. Who is one of the coolest, coolest looking characters in Return of the Jedi. He's probably the one of the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It? Yeah. I've got three layers on. Wow. I've got a skin tight bodysuit. I've got a padded foam thing. And then this horrible sort of I don't know what fur it is. It's some dead animal. Yeah. And then it's horrible. Was it heavy like yak? Is that it? The, the, this wasn't heavy, but the head was. It's made of fiberglass. So it's really, you know, about that thick. And you cut, oh, every time you move your head, you put your neck out, you know. But they had to pad it the next day so it was tight. So I'm actually looking out of my own nostrils. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, I would have never thought that, I yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like being on the set, especially in Java's okay. Palace? Well, when we were hired as my masters, there were nine of us who got the job. And they said, you're going to be creatures in Jabba the Hutt's palace, and uh, you'll be doing some weird kind of movement and stuff. We thought, brilliant. That's what we do, you know. And then we get there, and there's no room on the set at all, because there's, I don't know, 20 extras. There's the crew, huge, great cameras. You've got lights, smoke machines. And uh, we couldn't move at all, really. So we do lots of oh, 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 kind of action. <laughs> and sitting down, looking at Carrie Fisher in her bikini and stuff. Amen. I mean, then, we, then they moved us onto the sail barge, which was filmed on the back lot at L Street. And that was even more crowded, you know, because it was, it was just the size of a ship. You know. So I remember David Tomlin, the um, assistant director, said, OK, everybody, let's do panic acting. So, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when um, she's strangling Jabba with the chain, and we're all going, oh, no, she's killing our master. <laughs> how, how long, um, in, when you, once you were in costume, how long would it take you to get into costume, first of all? To get in? Yes. Uh, not that long, really. Okay. Um, the problem was that the stage in Jabba's palace was six feet off the ground, so once you were on it, you're stuck until you're lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> I need a pee. Forget it. <laughs> and, and how long would you be shooting, usually, once you were in character? You have to imagine that uh, one day the, you'd have... The whole set was really real. I'm sorry, re- real. Real. You had a ceiling, you had four walls and a floor, but a hole in it for the camera to shoot from that angle. And the next day, that hole would be filled. The camera would be over there. Because they were shooting from different angles. Yeah, like everything that. looked so real. Like the walls were sort of slimy and... Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And um, it was just an extraordinary experience, really. So he, Richard Marquand was more directing the actors rather than us creature features. And it was David Tomlin, the first assistant, who would be, t- OK, creatures, start going ho, ho, ho. So we did, you know? But... Um, it was it was a fantastic experience, really. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys have this once in a lifetime opportunity that mm. we just we as fans and we as collectors just dream about, and, and it's really incredible. Well, you know what is strange because um, both Sean and I had seen the first movies, and we thought, oh, this is brilliant. You know, this is the future of sci-fi. Yes. And you never in a million years would have dreamt you'd end up being in one. So when our mime tutor phoned us up and said, I've been asked to find mime to play creatures in the new Star Wars. So we turn up, there's 25 of us, nine of us got the job about a week later. You know, it's like... <laughs> and what was the most surreal moment for, for each of you well, as you were... Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, just like, was there a moment where you were either on set and you just turned around and, and realized that you were in the middle of Return of the Jedi? Yeah, I think it was um, just... It was the reality of it. I mean, this huge Jabba thing, you know, with five poor, four poor guys inside it. Little Mike Evans in the tail. You know. yeah, yeah. Oh. Carrie stepped on his head. And, oh, gosh. Yeah, she was wearing shoes in one scene, and she went right through the... It's only very thin foam. And little Mike goes, Oi! <laughs> but, and you got uh, Toby Philpott doing the left arm, I think, and the other guy doing the right arm another guy outside doing the eyes and uh, it was just you know I've never oh, sorry I've never seen anything like this before yeah. and the, the one the person who was outside doing the eyes yeah. that was all connected with, with tubes right or wires yeah wires yeah. 
Uh, poor little right. I think it was like that high. The set underneath was yeah. like all the cable, ca- cable people. So you had a full. So you weren't on ground level. Yeah. The whole yeah. set was about that high, wasn't it? And it's about six foot high because yeah. you had the puppeteers like um, Tim Rose doing salacious crumb and stuff underneath. So our problem was not only are we in these ghastly suits, yes. we can't get off. So don't have coffee first thing in the morning and never have beans at lunchtime. <laughs> oh, God. Did you want a whim machine? Okay, you got it. No, the whole experience was just a blur of fab- fabness, really, wasn't it? And then they said, we need Mon Calamari men. Uh, do you want to try on the costumes? So we did. So, right, you, you, you and you. So suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, this is so light. I can... So they were, they were much easier costumes than, say, Jake Well. Very heads. Yeah. Still looking out of my nostrils or somewhere. I don't know where we looked at them. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, I'm going to have a look. Yes. Mouth. Mouth. Oh, you were looking at the mouth? No. No, but it's, I think it's nostrils, surely. Do you think it's nostrils? Yeah. I cannot. The, so the designs of them are beautiful. That's me and that's Sean. That's Tim Rose there. I don't know what to say. Oi, straighten up, guys. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you've got your arms folded, you've got your arms straight. What are you doing? Yeah, that was a breeze to wear. That, yeah. That's lightweight. It's just like a two-piece sort of with anything suit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> poor old Tim had... Oh, don't! I've already explained oh, that the full horror. That oh my god! Just, it was heavy, but see what I mean. This is where we couldn't really go anywhere for these scenes at all. This is when Leia comes in with the thermite bomb. So all we're supposed to be doing is just looking. And then there's another scene when Ula goes into the rancor pit where we all had to get up and go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> It's kind of difficult. Oh, hang on. <laughs> so as Jaquil and, and Yakface, were you able... Were, were those costumes mobile once you had them on, or were they pretty... No. Oh, the costumes themselves. Well, yes. I mean, you but, could move your arms, and obviously you could walk, but there was nowhere to really walk. But you could, you know, yeah, fairly bit of movement. I had a lot of problems with visibility because I was actually looking through the neck. Oh There's a, a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit of, which wasn't actually, it was more for let air in as opposed to visibility. And so, somewhat covered by yak hair as well too, right? It was what? It was somewhat covered by hair in the no, front it of it. No, co- it was a gauze. Okay. It's actually <clears throat> right in the neck there. Oh, wow, okay. So it, 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 it's like painted, like gill, painted gauze. Almost. Okay. And, um, yeah, like a... So, I mean, for Sean, it's like he's wearing a huge neck brace for three weeks, you know. Neck brace? Or I'd say like a, a welly. Do you know what a welly is? No. A, a, a mud boot? Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you've got this great big mud boot and you're strapped in <laughs> on the, uh, by, by, uh, around your chest. So actually, you've got no head movement. All your movement for yak, yak was your chest. That's it. So your posture must have been fantastic so, after shooting that. Very... Uh, limited. You had no subtlety. So that's all, all that. And they, um, the actual hooves. And we're talking about thick prosthetics. You know, yeah. not none of this lightweight, flexible. This, you know, it was like that thick. Chunks taken out. You get your hand in, and there was a, like a, a bar in there, so you couldn't hold. Oh yeah. To get in, because we had bodysuits underneath. We did. Skin tight ones. So you got. To... You're really not, you're not breathing. But we used probably... to play jokes on people because we're fun-loving guys. <laughs> you know, uh, talcum powder in little plastic cups on top of the top edge of the door to our dressing room, which we left slightly <laughs> ajar. Got in unnoticed. <laughs> so when the second assistant comes in, you can hear the walkie-talkie. So we thought, right, stick that on there. <laughs> okay, guys, we're... Oh, nice. So we had a laugh. We had some synthesizers and we brought them into the studio. Well, our dressing room, not the studio. Very cool. Yeah, we, we had a great deal of fun, actually. Because we were working as a duo anyway, if we weren't filming, we'd be in the recording studio or we'd be doing a club gig or something like that. So we, we were like a little unit, you know. Yeah, like a troop. Helps. Yeah. We could commiserate with each other. And, and how long did you two... Uh, film together for? Uh, the Jabba stuff was about three weeks okay. and then Mon Cal's maybe four days I think. Did you prefer 
one over the other? I preferred the Moncows purely because we could actually move. Yeah. Um, there's, there is one clip, and I don't know which Moncal it was. There's Akbar's on the right, and there's two of us at desk, and the one is trying to find the monitor on the wall behind him. But because he couldn't see anything, he's, you don't know where, what, he's, what, he's look, what is he looking at. He's pointing at, no, the monitor's there, mate. <laughs> we're okay. I think we're both sat at our little consoles. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was great fun. Do you, um, do, you ever, do you ever get sentimental looking at, at that, you know, and just reflect? Because, I mean... No, I just remember the smell of that head. <laughs> <laughs> sentimental. There's things that you do come... It's, there's the smell of the mo- smoke. Remember yes, the smoke? There's the smoke machines. And suddenly when you smell that, like it takes you back. There's certain yeah. things that sort of trigger you. Yeah, that, that sort was of sweaty yak fur. Yeah. No, I mean, the sentimentality comes when we do things like this. Yeah. Because you see the love from guys like you. Oh, occasional girl. Mm-hmm. Um, not many, not enough. More, more and more, though, growing, which yeah. is nice, yes. But, you know, you suddenly think, wow, we, we were part of something quite extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, we did know it at the time, but then we thought, well, we just get on with the rest of our lives. So here we are, 37 years later... And everyone's going, my God, this is the best thing ever. And we know you guys from, from bed sheets, from toys, from... <laughs> bed sheets? Well, bed sheets, yeah, absolutely. You know that? <laughs> oh, Puzzles, oh, that's a clothes. It was in one English newspaper, okay? <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, Tim Dry, he loves his own bed sheets. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, but I mean, but your images were, were plastered onto everything that yeah. we grew up with that it just... You know, it, it, it means something special. So basically, we've ruined your lives. And thank you for that. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. So what is it like being here in Nashville? In, in Nashville itself? Yes. Um, very hot. This is one of those, those we actually heat spells. We ventured out to Walmart, which is an unbelievable experience. It, it's, <laughs> it's like entering... The TARDIS or something. <laughs> yeah. How can it be that big? Well, you've never, you've no. never been to, Wal- to Walmart never, before? Never. Okay. Because most of the shows we do in America yeah. are in... Oh, there's one in downtown LA, so you could go out and find a restaurant or a bar or something. Or in Chicago. You know, this is the only We're not time... We're used to uh, going to places by car <laughs> only. We're used to walking. Yeah. I think everybody walked to Walmart, and it was... Uh, we found it was like a 30-minute walk. Oh, wow. No, no. So, well, we actually turned back. We got a cab. But, <laughs> but you might. But it's too hot. Yeah. You know, I've got a bull head. It's like, no, I'm going to die. Everyone <laughs> walks to the shops. You know, it's... it's yeah. uh, so, anyway, when we ventured there, whoa. Yeah. It was amazing. They, they're really... Just, they're, just, just, just no, the, the, the brand, what well, the names, the names of all your beers. Yeah. And the, yeah. I've never yeah. seen so many beers. And a supermarket inside of a Walmart. But it's incredible packages and, you know, names like Black Death or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Get six of them. But the weird thing was we wanted to buy Southern Comfort because that's our favourite tipple. Oh, you can't buy spirits in Walmart, sir. You can buy beer or wine. So, okay, we'll buy two six-packs of Black Death or Gory End or something. (laughs) And we go to the checkout. We've got some nuts and crisps. And she says, cashier says, sorry, sir, you cannot buy these beers. What? Need ID. Need ID. So Sean, luckily, has his passport. UK passport, darling. (laughs) And she goes, I'm sorry, sir, that is not um, suitable for this thing. See, we are over 18, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, I'll go and speak to my supervisor. And she comes back and says, no, I'm sorry, you cannot have these beers. So we go all this way. Yeah. For nothing. It's all the experience. It's well, all in it, you know, yeah, we remember it. It's different. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Well, to be honest with you, I think that if you're going to Walmart for a first time, there should be like a video that you watch beforehand because it yes. is completely overwhelming and it's like a different planet. Yeah, really. maybe we, we should have. It. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's good. We like surprises. Really cool. yeah. We should have Googled, can you buy Southern Comfort in a Walmart? Yeah. That sort of saved us yeah, an hour of... It's just in Florida. Not in yeah, Tennessee. It's on the state. Tennessee oh, okay. is weird. I mean, this is the home of Jack Daniels, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, great. Oh, I think where Jack Daniels is is actually a dry Lynch, county. Lynchburg. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, uh, we haven't really seen anything of Nashville. I'd like to have seen old, uh, downtown Franklin, but 
we don't have the time to do it. Understandable. Yeah, it's it's a busy schedule for you guys. It is. Yes. We're in and out, really. When when are you flying back? Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Same flight. Sorry? Same yeah. flight. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he's the pilot. He's window seat. Oh okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Yep. Yeah. Han Solo, Chewbacca. I, I'm stewardess. <laughs> anything? Anything with your meals? <laughs> Yeah, over Jack Daniels. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're still flying over Tennessee. <laughs> Damn. Let's go to Alabama instead. No, but I, I've got to say, I did a show in Orlando, and you'd come out of the convention, you know, to have a breather. It's like, whoa, going back in now? Yeah. It's a dry heat, yeah. though. I hate it. Well, I don't hate it, because I live in London. It's like, what's that? Yeah. What's that big round hot thing in the sky there? <laughs> But no, it's lovely. But I would like to see something of Nashville. Yeah, I mean, there are some Not beautiful areas. Window. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I hope I hope both of you have the time to, to do so at some point because it really is it really is nice being out here. It's oh, a great. beautiful spot. Not this visit, obviously, but um, another time. But maybe back soon again, right? Nice. Yeah, next week actually. Okay, we're staying at your place. I, I mean, we'll stay at Mike Haven's place. He's, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, he'll have yeah. everyone. We'll else. stay there. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Look, I'm right. sorry, I've jumped into. It was it was an absolute pleasure to talk to both of you, though. Thank you so much. Yeah. Tim headed back to his table as another line began to form. Sean graciously stayed with us for a while, and he inquired about the pre-production Yak Face piece Anthony brought to show him. So tell me about this. What, what, what is this? So this is the, the for the modern line, the Power of the Force 2 line that uh, came out in 1995. This oh, is this one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So when uh, Kenner went to figure out what figures they were going to make for this line, this is the original pitch uh, presentation board that they, they put together for this figure. So this is the, the very first... I guess production or pre-production piece that a, you can get the for. thought. Yes. So how did you get this? Um, I I know people that work at Hasbro and worked in Kenner in the past, and this actually was picked up by a, uh, a friend of mine that lives out in the UK. He bought a whole bunch of them from a, a former Hasbro Kenner employee. So Who I. Was that? The employee or the the, the friend? The, the, the friend. Um, Oh, not much of a friend. Yeah, well, just another number. Just a, a collecting friend. Yeah, there, okay. So, yeah. No, because I've made loads of good friends now. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm, I'm, I missed the boat when I was doing it. I, um, I was 23, and I was chasing ladies. So, figures or toys, yeah. I didn't know. You know, I wasn't there. I mean, I was action man and previous vintage. You know, that's my era. And then. Um, it wasn't much later until I had no idea the figure came out. And much later, when I went along to a convention, uh, did someone say, "Oh, did you know your figure was one of the uh, what figure?" You know, and then so I then was alerted, and someone showed me, and I had to chase one and chase one and chase one. You know, it was great, but then eventually saw one. I mean, I, when I say chase, this is sort of sort of pre before the internet yeah. you know this was you know I, I would see it at uh, conventions but of course the, the people all all in the know I was only the one in the darkness well no I think we a lot of us were as well too because in the states Yak Face wasn't released oh I know that yeah I know so, that. so know for so us we, we wound yeah. up seeing it in the 90s at, at instead of being on the shelves but at a toy show yeah. seeing it for the first time and going Whoa, you saw it on the poster we, and said hey yeah we, we don't have that yeah <laughs> Where, what is that yeah yeah, yeah no I, I I understand that. Um, so uh, I eventually got one, but that chase made me respect it, you know, in the sense of, oh, I got one, you know, as opposed to that one I saw and got, you know, right. there was no fun in buying it. Right. It's lovely, it's me, but it wasn't, there was something missing in that. Yeah. And because of I was Yak Face I have like a focus collection on Yak Face I mean I would like to do Moncal's but there's nothing really on it and also it's a generic character there's other characters you know there's other Moncal's there's only one Yak Face so um, I managed to link up with Gentle Giant and other uh, representatives of of, uh, 
makers, and they, they give me samples, and so I've got a gentle giant. You know the, um, the uh, there's a bust, mini bust. You know yeah, I've got yeah. one of those, a really detailed like a, one, a promo promo one. You know these are unusual. I see. I don't know these things. It's only because guys like you that said, "Do you know what you've got here?" You know, I have no idea of color differences or anything like that. Right. But then when I'm told. That's nice, you know. I, but it's information. I don't. I don't read books, or don't. I don't go into catalogues. I don't do that sort of thing. I, I come by chance on these things, or you guys tell me. Yeah. You know. You know something's coming out. I mean, like I didn't get the sale barge. I'm a. I'm one of those that are, I've got putting my kids through college and all that business. Yeah. So I, I have a. A level. Um, well, and also, where do you put a four-foot cell barge? In a, you know what I mean? Like they're, in they're my jacuzzi. Yeah. Right. A hot tub. <laughs> Perfect I'll place to float. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the fountains on. <laughs> Let's see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then swim the couch. Yeah, I play with them now. But, yeah. I mean, they're... I, in some ways, I'm quite pleased I haven't got a carded thing because I'd be too nervous. Although, and I, the fact is, I haven't got it. It's something else there. Time you know, for if it. you've got it, well, then where to go? Yeah. You know, some things it's nice. Yeah. What, what was it like to when they announced that they were they were doing the, the cell barge and then that they, they were making a special carded yak face figure? Oh, um, what was Do you that? Know like? What I really liked about that. Because, again, I didn't know much about it. I, I, I linked up with Hasbro. Well, they don't get me, you know, in the sense of I really wanted to go with them on it. Yeah. Do you know, I wanted to promote it. Yeah. I would like to have gone to a show. To be the face of it. To be the face of it, meet the fans. I, do, I wasn't asking for huge money or I didn't even mention money right. you know I would I, I just wanted these are fun things to do, do you know these are jollies yeah. to me you know I've got a family at home and I'm here Tennessee how cool is that you know yeah. it's a jolly to me yeah. it's uh, anyway so I, I was up for doing a bit of promotion stand at their thing sign whatever yeah weren't into it weren't into the idea I'm not sure if it vintage is where they're at or whatever but having done the yak face thing, I thought, yeah, they'd be up for it. Yeah. So anyway, that, that didn't work off, but um, the figure I love. I mean, God, it's got, well, it's more joints than a lot of friends I know. You know, it's <laughs> just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you it know, really it's, is. Um, sorry, I'll just pop that there. I mean, I, 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 I say, after that one, Sorry, After the Power of the Force 2 or whatever. This one, I was, I was very impressed in the, um, the animation on it and the, and the, the detail. I, was, I, was, I, was, I liked it. You know, I like it. You like the way you look in it? Yeah, no, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I could go with that. Yeah. Also, what I liked was... Um, oh, there's things I didn't like. See, what am I like now, you see? Before, I had no idea about all this, but you guys have made me sort of a little bit more inquisitive and stuff like that and choosy. But uh, what I didn't like was Saint-Marie. Excuse me, no, yak face. <laughs> Saint-Marie, maybe a French hairdresser, but not that is not Saint-Marie, no. Also, spelling difficulty. It's not an easy one to sign. No. No, no. Or um, to say. Yeah, yak face, keep it yak face. No, I'm, I'm sorry, that's... That's just me being... That's just my personal thing. Um, uh, yeah, these, these little um, custom things. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm a, I've become a bit of a collector. Were the, uh, was the, uh, the Stormtrooper and the Rebel Pilot, were those gifts from customizers? No, actually, I got them off eBay. Because oh, a, right a friend said, have you seen these, Sean? And I saw them and I said, yeah, they look really good. And I was really pleased, you know. No, I'm a... Yeah, no, and the, yeah, and this, I mean, you know, I chase things. Right. This here, this is a, I don't know if you know Kubrick, you know, it, it was a chaser, you know, so it came in a, a, a un, unknown box. This was the Crimean Guard, I think. So, um, I just learned something. it was very hard to, these were very hard to get hold of. But that's his character, that's how they like to do him, limited. And when you, buy, when you buy the box, it has pictures of all the characters on it, but you don't know who's inside when you no, buy it. No, you right? normally get one that's on the box. Oh, okay. It's only the yak face. That's the chase. They did a limited one and put it in a random box. Yeah, I mean, I've got some super 
Jackface um, friend. You know, they are oh, crazy. I mean, they've got everything. Yeah. Mike Strange. You know Mike. Yes. Do you know Mike? Yes, he's been trying to get that from me. <laughs> he's been trying to get that? Yes. That's who I thought yep. might have given it to. But, yep. you know, he's, he's just quite lovely. I mean, I have yet to meet him. Because now, I mean, we, we, well, he gets the first of everything I do. Like, I, I make stuff now. This, um, uh, I mean, I'm at the stage when now my, my oldest son now drives. So I've just gained three hours to my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not hanging around some club and, you know, I, he can sort himself out yeah. now. So with that, it's so nice to have that time. So I got into being creative again. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've always liked Photoshop and, you know, I like computers. And so, I, I, yeah, I started designing. Uh, I just designed that. Yak Place made it a... Um, gave me, like, an obstacle to work on. I mean, I could have designed, I don't know, a car tire or something or a costume. Or in yeah. fact, I've done... Oh, man, there's stuff coming. Um yeah, so that's so. so um, what we have here are patches that you have made that you have designed. Uh, there's one here that says uh, the elusive yak face, Sean Crawford, uh, Dra- Jabba's grog time. Um, there's this, a, is a, this one here is a, is a giveaway just for this convention. It's my swag. You don't get this. It's like a new. Yeah. You don't get guests to have the swag. Never, and this it, it's this such a beautiful, beautiful patch yeah. that for a lot of us, the first time we saw it was on one of the Facebook groups or the collecting groups, yeah. and to see someone like you who played Jackface to, to offer something like this, for, for us and for fans, it, it meant a real lot. It was I, really know, I know, I know, because, hey, listen, I collect patches. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm wow, you have one at least of you, 50 but patches, but I'm one of you. Yeah, you know? no, we're, yeah. we're proud I, to have you. You know, it's, it's like, um, and this all started because Stormtroopers came up and gave me their patches, and, and another one came up, and, and then we, 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 I liked the idea, I put them on the table, well, Tim and I, we've been performers, we've been in the 80s, everything was about image, projection, like, you, as a group, you look, you, your image was big. You we just saw a photo of, yeah. of your image from the 80s. And that means looking sharp, and, and we try and make an effort. You know, you don't really want to see somebody in their granddad jumper, jeans, it just... You make an effort. That's what I'm old school. Yeah. You know, fair enough. If you're a megastar, jumping jeans, fine. You know, and it is. But, but, but it makes a, a difference. Star, but I like it, to yeah. look sharp and look. You know, I have some sort of image. Um, wow! I just I don't talk. <laughs> this is been, this <laughs> you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. 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 fascinating. Like, like, just yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we love we love to have you on the side of the collectors as well too. I mean, yeah, that, that makes I say it, it, I see it from your way. Uh, again, the, the, like saying going back to the, the yeah. so we're getting one patch, two patch, and you look at these things and wow, that looks really good. And then you're getting uh, then I think oh, I, actually I want more. You know, the tablecloth needs more. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. thinking it needs more because it just like five patches. It pops and then more patches, and then then it became. There were a lot of personal patches, which were good, but then I get get a little bit. Actually, I like trooper patches. I like I like you know that you start seeing shapes yeah. and things, and um, and then I thought no, actually, also met a lot of stormtroopers, and at first again I had no idea. I thought they were guys that looked fantastic at shows. I had no idea about the charity. I had no idea good uh, about that. Because I was sort of in a separate, I was a, a, a signee, you know, in like, so you were kept separate from a lot of the other events, because you're tied down to the table, really. And, um, and then I cottoned on to what, what you're all about, you know, the troopers were about, and uh, I so respect that. And... Uh, but I can see where they get off on the, the costumes and stuff because I love dressing up. I could, that's, but that's what I thought it was all about at first. Of course it is as well, you know, big time. But they do things like raise money for, for different charities. Exactly. And, uh, and it's, so, it's so, well, you know, I so respect that. So, um, I want to make a wish work. I'm actually 501st. Yeah, I know, I know, I know you are. 
Uh, oh, don't we know all about you? Yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so uh, yeah, so I, I thought, no, do you know what? I'd like to um, pe- do a tribute sheet, get all of the garrisons across the world, get all of their uh, patches and put them on the sheet as to represent them and, you know, spread the word sort of thing. Cause, and... Uh, yeah, just that's all I can do. I mean, I'm an, I've also been made an honourable member, which was an experience. That's a beautiful thing. You know, and that's uh, by Marcus, who was, has a, been a friend for a long time, oh, from the beginning. You know, but this, this is it. I've got a lot of good friends in the Star Wars community. And... Um, God, we're bouncing all over on this one. We often say as collectors, the reason why we collect these pieces are are that they're tangible, they're tangible examples of intangible moments and memories. When when we see you... holding your... What are the things when you... um, Lightsaber? Not lightsaber. When you go to a cinema, you get uh, your ticket or you get your your, uh, program, you know, with more pictures in. Mm -hmm. It's like records as well. You know, when we did when we did music we had record sleeves you don't get that now which is a shame you see but all the old boys they want the vinyl they want because they want to sit back listen to music and, and see some it. pictures and, and, and read the lyrics and there's the smell there's, of the vinyl and, yeah there's there's more to something solid than just just there's more to it and vinyl sounds better still so. oh yeah so old school yeah <laughs> they're starting but, to make a comeback though too yeah they are in fact they released somebody released a Oh, one of our old albums, you know, uh, blue vinyl. You know, I said no, and they tried to do it at a really high price. I said no, no, because I'm, I'm, I say I'm a family man, and I try and keep things low, you know, because I know what it's like, you know, and some things are extortionate, you know, and I feel, I mean, yeah, like sale barges and things like that. I just think, you know, some things are like, whoa. I, yeah, well, I can't afford it. Yeah. And I don't think... I, I'm not poor, but I'm not rich. Right. But and, and then, yeah, I think you're... It's a tricky one. I, so, I think I can't, I've got to back off on a bit, you know, because, yeah. you know... It's, but I think, that, I think they... So they did that for anyone who, who wanted to, you know, who wanted to, uh, who could afford it and could could fit that into their their homes. So a lot yeah. of us, we we joke around, but we, we can't fit it in our homes or in space. Four foot, how big? It's three foot, four foot, four, four feet, four foot. Four foot. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. And there are people who have gotten it I've not seen cased that. and graded in, in acrylic, yeah. so it now it becomes like five feet. It becomes a tiny room, really, <laughs> yeah. or a garden piece if you, if you really a weatherproof vinyl. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, it's. Um, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's I'm gorgeous. Not, not, no. Do you know what I really liked about that? And annoyingly, what I really want, and I did chase one. I asked all the people at Hasbro and all that. I wanted the the coined yak face, you know, that they gave away because it had the the jug, the mug. Yeah. I like that piece. That is what the original should have had. Because I didn't have the... I don't know what the weapon's called, you see, but mm-hmm. I didn't have one of those. I think it's I, a pike. I think it's called a pike or like a no, vibro axe. Vibro axe. That's vibro the one, axe. yeah. I didn't have one of those. I, that, that was my weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Some comfort. No, it was Jabba's special. That, you know, that, that was the only thing in my hand. Yeah. But... but um, you go with it. What would you guys do? Like, so after you after you filmed for the day, would you all get together and hang out? Oh, at night? No, Tim and I were off. No, we were busy. I say we were doing shows. We were playing we had and like recording. three three jobs going on with that. Yeah, we were we were busy. We were very popular. Um, yeah, we were in at that time. We were. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Let's see so that. We were doing. Uh, that's Steve Strange, who was a uh, big in the eighties, sort of bizarre, Billy Idol. We were partying. We you know, were we were very much part of the scene in London yeah. at the time. We were hipsters. And that was a, that was a cool scene to be a part of too. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a good crowd too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we were we were out there. Yeah. We were space cadets, <laughs> and we loved it. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we were so. The more stranger we were. The more people liked it. I understand yeah. it. You oh, know, yeah. if, if you work a nine-to-five job and you work behind a till in, in the bank, you like looking at something a little bit weird if it doesn't attack you and yeah. stuff. But and we were lovable guys, yeah. strange, but we were all, we were there. You know, and the strange we were, the better they liked it. You know, yeah. and uh, it cottoned on that 
just be weird, just be yourself, you know. And when you look at life, there's so many strange things. And we were in a very odd situation, you know, flying from one place to another. I mean, like, Duran, we were like... Nick Rhodes and Duran was my best mate. I went to his wedding. I'd stay with him in Paris. Uh, Simon Le Bon. We, 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 you know, we were mates. You know, we were cool. Yeah. And then, uh, it's it's a it's a tribe that you guys were part of. Yeah. Time. Well, it was called the what the New Romantics, the fashion without a name, the peacock poses or whatever. There was loads of. But yeah, no, I was my girlfriend at the time. She was a designer. She did a lot of the. Um, uh, she was. I don't know if you've heard of Vivian Westwood. She was Vivian. Vivian Westwood was. Uh, what to punk what Jane was to New Romantics so um, I mean I was involved we had a shop at the same time an outlet and um, because it's very um, outrageous the clothes uh, she was just so woo um, say the stranger the better yeah. we were doing it I mean like Tina Turner would come in and get stuff for her show you know we we were known and Duran would come and they got the ruffle shirts mm-hmm. we, it was very I haven't got any pictures of um, it was really staking a, 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 or making a mark for yourself at that point and really standing out trying to stand out it, in a way it was it was a time of there were no no bars. No, there was nothing you could do whatever you liked. I mean, I could walk down the road with a samurai in my hand. You know, now, good Lord, yeah. <laughs> just the idea. Yeah. But, I mean, we were. We were samurai because we were going to a show. We'd have samurai swords. and we would, Tim and I would do, have all sorts of... It was. We had a very visual show, but, you know, it was all um, theatre. And we lived it. Yeah, we... I think some some part of that theatricality has come back lately, but it's not like it was. No, it was, yeah, it, there was an innocence about it as yeah. well. It was, um, yeah, now there's been so much... Well, we didn't have terrorism. We didn't have fear like that. You know, there's always... I mean, in America, you there's... With guns and stuff, there's a little different. I remember when I went first to New York. It was... Um, it was a, a completely different place from when I returned. It was like, yeah, it was uh, Starskin Hutch or what is it, Shaft or, well, you know, it was, it, every guy was a dodgy guy, you yeah, know, and it was. Taxi driver. Yeah, it was, it was like a dodgy place. And uh, John Lennon had just been shot or whatever. It was, it was, uh, and because you look weird. I've got some beautiful pictures of me in the underground with these sort of like, oh man, what do they, what do they call them? Um, like big pimps with their big fur coats and their jewellery and like oh I'm there and they, they were like you know what they were giving me a big high five and they were really because we were like well we were weird and to them they loved it white face white face in the underground well we were strange and they loved it but we were thinking whoa this is you know dodgy you know but you know they yeah what can I say? So America at that time was it was a bit scary. When in England, uh, well, actually there was you knew where you shouldn't go because they were so thick and they were, they would be violent towards you because they didn't understand you. Were, uh, I don't know where you in those days you were uh, you know well gay but in a nasty way you know in the sense that they would yeah. say verbal things to you that you know yeah. Or worse. Because they, they didn't, they didn't understand that they, you were just yeah, being... Worse, because you had makeup on. Yeah. To them, it was across the line, you know. Yeah. But to me, the makeup was from theatre, from Japanese. Right. You know, you had cultures going on. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just drag. You know, it was something else going on. Right. You know, that's... Um, but yeah, it was all you. It was eighties was a time of exploring everything. There was no. It was a good time. Gosh, you missed it. Yeah, <laughs> you missed yeah. a good time. Yeah, no, we, we were watching. I think Star Wars at the time. I mean, yeah, little. Yeah. yeah, so it was a. And then it was unfortunately killed by rap. I found. You know, it became a optimistic music and songs and stuff like that. It was became a. Yeah, I think rap damaged so much. Uh, it's, it's, it's. Although, having said that, I like uh, South, uh, Latin, uh, South American rap. When you don't want, know what they're saying, I like the just the rhythm, yeah, the, the rhythm of it, yeah. that. But if, if you're hearing, well, I, I mean, my 
son likes it. Well, I've got two children, but one likes it. Oh man, you know, he's going to a concert. And, oh no, and they're shedding out tons. <laughs> and then buys all this stuff. And oh no, no, stop it. Yeah. Yeah, and he buys these these pumps, these boots, or whatever. I mean, yeah. I call them blimsides just to annoy him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I don't know where we were again. God, and I haven't even had a drink, mate. You got me talking. <laughs> wow. Anyway, this guy's. Oh, thing. Yeah. Sorry. Wait. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to That's meet you. That's a pleasure. Well, it was good to yeah. good yeah. meet you and everything. Yeah. I'll, I'll let him go and I'll, I'll, I'll get some oh, drinks. Oh, I ran into Tim and Sean a few more times during the day, and they were always kind enough to ask if I was enjoying myself or to simply say hi. And moments like that, the chance to sit with and speak to two Star Wars actors for over 40 minutes at a sci-fi convention are rare. But in a way, that's the charm of a convention like ICCC. There is a focus on establishing connections, whether it was with the talent present in the autograph section, or with artists, vendors, authors, and performers, or even with our fellow collectors at the club tables. And when a rich, memorable connection is made with people like Sean and Tim, with Yak Face and Tooth Face, the trip you took to get to Nashville becomes instantly worthwhile. And the trip sounded like a memorable one for our new friends from overseas as well. Tim and Sean later remarked that they tried a corn dog for the first time during ICCC, and Sean hung out with everyone in the hotel lobby for drinks after the day at the convention was over. But the most memorable thing about meeting Tim and Sean was their friendship and the journey they had taken together. They began as mimes, interested in performing and creating art. That led to their roles as musicians in two bands, and they liked each other enough to form a duo that incorporated their love for mime with a burgeoning music scene. They acted together in one of the biggest movies of all time. And now, 37 years later, they were side-by-side at a convention in Tennessee, sharing moments from all of it with us. Tim and Sean, thank you for being Jaquiel and Yakface, and for being a part of the Star Wars universe that has propelled my imagination into the stratosphere since childhood. Thank you for taking the time in Nashville to speak with me, Anthony, and Jason, for making us laugh, for opening a window into each of your lives, and for giving us a glimpse of what it was like to film scenes as characters in a Star Wars movie.